from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children! Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is a podcast where Jeff and I, we sit by the fire, crack open a book, and within that book are listener prompts from folks like y'all. And what we do, what I, what we do then is, uh, I, we take one of these prompts, I take it by the hand, I, I guide it out of the, well, I don't guide it out of the book. What happens is, the prompt raises its hand out of the book, right? <gasps> and I, I grab it, and it pulls me in, and suddenly I'm inside the book, and everything is real sketchy looking, and we're running through a hallway, and suddenly there's uh, two guys with wrenches are chasing us, and then I'm getting hit by the wrenches, and you're like, oh no, is he gonna be okay? But then it turns out I'm okay, and we're both in the real world, and then... Who knows? Things might get a little steamy. I thought this was take on me. Yeah. Is that what happens in the video? Yeah, he gets beat up with a wrench and then winds up <laughs> in the real world because the lady's like, I gotta take this newspaper home! And then, like, I he winds no up in the idea. real world and she gives him sex eyes and that's where it ends. I, I can finally admit that I don't think I've ever seen that video start to finish. I just know it's really pretty with, like, a pencil sketch. Oh, it, yeah, he gets beat up with a wrench. Ooh, There's Jeff, like a pipe wrench fight. Then I think we should have like a new bit where the new bit is like we open the book and it's like, uh, like we get, you get pulled in by the prompt and I grab your hand at the last second. So I'm pulled in. So we're actually in like a world of our own creation and we're just telling people what we see through our magic viewfinding lenses. That sounds like a lot of work. Can we just do the <laughs> podcast? No. <laughs> You wish! <laughs> I already started to draw up the set for the live show. Ah, oh, crap. Take a look. It's in a book. All my fantasy children. You can't do anything. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Do we have a prompt this week, Aaron? Uh, yeah, we do have a prompt this week. The prompt this week comes from Twitter user Trouble Puka. Have you used Mechton character creation yet? There are tables for a number of friends and family and how much they might like and hate you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mechton Zeta is a mech anime game from the, I think, 90s? It's from the olden days. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's real old. And uh, there are some bonkers tables in here. Some some real, real, real bonkers tables. <laughs> I just did the, the, the chef kiss of the yep. fingers thing because that is yep. so on brand for any time that you've been like these tables are insane i'm like just foaming at the mouth there's good stuff in these tables now the thing is the important thing is is there's a ton of pilot creation tables in mechton zeta the problem with mechton zeta as it relates to the show is that after you create your pilot you're expected to spend somewhere in the hour of 14 to 28 hours Going through Excel spreadsheets to create your mech and balance their weight oh. versus their mobility and oh. different stats and different add-ons. And Ugh. you can buy wings, but that's going to impact. That's going to mean you can only be 70% as much firepower as a non-winged mech. Oh. It's a that lot. Sounds, that sounds like a lot, which sounds great. However, for this audio medium that 
I, I'd rather drink a bucket of glass. Yes. <laughs> so. Bucket uh, of glass is also my, uh, my grunge rock band name. Oh, I thought grunge bot. Uh, okay. I thought grunge rock band names was, uh, your favorite fruit and the year you were born and the month you're born in. Hmm. Orange August does sound like a grunge rock. This is, I think, more my general. I think, uh, Bucket of Glass is my. It's your, that's your debut album. That's right. Yeah. I think that might also be my butt, like, my general, like, butt rock. You know, like, gonna do the Bucket of Glass. <laughs> Did you just call it butt rock? Yes. Is that what you it's know, called? Like, I don't know. Weird. That, like, weird, not quite any definable genre of rock music that you hear in, like, commercials and oh. professional wrestling entrance themes. Can we? All right. That is butt rock. And I I think I'm in love with a new genre of music <laughs> for its butt rock, where it's just a bunch of... It's like if I could teach my ass to play an electric <laughs> guitar. Yeah. It's, like, supposed to sound like it's, uh... Fuck, what are their names? Pearl Jam? Yeah, it's supposed to sound like Pearl Jam, but it just sounds like shitty studio musicians. Fuck. Oh my god. All right, so this game is the butt rock of the mech world. No, but, uh, so today we're gonna, what, make a mech or a pilot first? We're gonna, uh, let's make the mech first, and then we'll find out who is chosen to pilot it. Because that's kind of how mech animes go, right? Like, you've got the mech, and then it's like, well, who's gonna pilot it? Yeah, so, we roll on tables for mech stuff? No, 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 we're just going to go. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, I put out a call on social media. I yeah. put out a call to the Junior Wizards to give us mech stuff. Yes. Pieces of history, cool designs and weapons and aesthetics so that we could take all of those things and kind of spin them together into our mech and then go from there into like what the pilot is going to be piloting. So it'll be like going through the, the tables, except it's not. It's not, we don't need an accounting degree. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I have one that I really like, just to start it all off. Right. So Dan in IRL says, Hard light projections form weapons specific to who is currently piloting. Emotions. That's baller. That's super cool. Like a Green Lantern ring type thing, almost. Yeah, that's cool as hell. So, like... It's once again, it's dependent on the person. So let's put that on the back burner, but no, like yeah. the weapons are basically formed and created improvisationally and they're fueled by emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, that was baller. I thought that was absolutely baller. You have one you like? There's, a, there's one from Richard KL, R. Kreutz Landry on Twitter that is, uh, very good. And it's, it's a, it's, it's part of a larger pitch, but there's one piece of it that I think is really cool. And it is that, uh, the low survivability of early mech variants has earned their pilots a reputation as, like, dangerous or lunatics, but that's probably just because most of the ones who have survived have seen some real serious stuff. Ooh. I like the idea that, like, there's an aura around being a mech pilot, and I don't necessarily, I think that there's some, like, trickiness about, like, PTSD and stuff that I don't want to get into, but yeah, I like no. the idea that somebody hears, you're a mech pilot, and they're like, oh, Oh my goodness. Well, here's the thing. We can avoid like the going toward like more PTSD and go toward like maybe just piling it takes a toll on your health. And it's sort of like a, like a sacrifice sort of thing. Like yeah. someone, like you, you see someone who pilots who's a mech pilot and you're like, wow, thank you for that because I can't do that. Yeah, that's cool as hell. No, I like that. And it's, I think it's, 
Maybe it like drains your, uh, maybe it drain, like literally drains your life energy or something. Yeah, I'm thinking like, uh, an Avangelion where it's like you can, you have to mentally sync with the Ava. Yeah. And so like the more synced you are, it's like becomes dangerous if you take damage. Yeah, I think you know? that's cool as hell. Um, because if we're saying that the, it's, we have to say that it's, it's linked mentally if the weapons are formed from projections yeah. from the pilot's emotions. So there is like that, uh, there is danger involved besides like getting your mech blown up. I do think that it's one, not everyone can do it. Cause I always mm-hmm. like that, uh, like Gundam type thing where like in Gundam Wing, all oh, those kids yep, are like the cool. best pilots. And also that it's, it's just, it's very risky work. And it's not yep. for everyone in all senses of like some people just can't sync with these mechs. And I I love the visual of like it's uh if you get if your mech gets hurt, it's not like physical damage, it's like um you get punched and suddenly you cough up blood. Oh yeah. Like I think it's rather than like a bruise forming where you get punched, I think it's literally like you cough up blood or like stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's the old uh like your it's like the matrix. Like your brain yes. thinks you're dying. Yes. Like your brain is causing a response and this is like, you know, I'm not going on science. I'm literally saying that, like, if I get punched, if my mech gets punched in the chest, my brain thinks that my chest has been, you know, I've my lung has been punctured and it'll in turn puncture my lung. I don't know. Like, you know, no, it's, I think that's, yeah, it's not, I, I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, there's physiological effects, but they're not literal one-to-one translations. Yes. That is so, okay. That's sick. Uh, James Malloy and the Meltdown says it should probably be able to transform into a bird or plane, and I agree with that. I absolutely Only because agree. I like transforming mechs. Fuck yeah. I have another one as well. I have two, actually, and I think they're these are really sick. James Malloy says, It might have to have a large sword or absurd cannon, but remember the purpose of this is only to discard it to show this battle is real, which of course is... Very, it's that's Gundam as hell. Like the Buster right, cannon yeah. is just for he fires it once and has to throw it away. And yep. then a another one, a hive of drones functioning like a single mech. What I take from that is like, what if it's like living metal? I think that's really cool. Not organic steel, but sort of like somewhere in between nano machines, but that form like plates of steel. Yeah, I was picturing, like, moving plates. Like, it has different pieces, and so it can take a lot of different shapes. It kind of, along the same lines of the hard light thing, like, it takes different shapes depending on who it links to. Ooh, I like- so it's like a living mech. Yes. I fucking love this. That's- okay, so it's like a shape-shifting, living metal mech that can transform into a bird plane, whatever- it mentally links with the pilot, and then as a result, weapons and armor, like shields, it's it's all connected to the pilot and is fueled by their emotions. So yes. my my thought is, if something is fueled by your emotions, does that mean the mech becomes stronger as you become more passionate? Like more, either if it's like you're really happy, it's going to be powerful. You're enraged. Do you know what I mean? Is it is it based on that? I have a tweet for this, um, that is, uh, dark as shit, but real, real cool. And it kind of ties into that. And also kind of grounds it, I think, in the world of fantasy that is, in it, which is an idea that I've, I've been thinking about and I think is neat. Yeah. It is, uh, Richard Kreutzlandy, um, says, Revenant, a mystical mech powered by ghosts, sucks in defeated enemy souls to power itself. 
So let me let me pitch you. Let me kind of spin you this idea a little bit. What? So in fantasy, we've talked about death. Yeah. We talked about your essence returning into the life stream and that impacting the world. What if there's a machine that takes that essence, takes that essence before it gets there? Oh. So the so it kills you and then absorbs your essence. And maybe that's why uh maybe that impacts sort of the the sort of otherworldly nature of how the pilots appear because they're literally these like by becoming a mech pilot you are literally becoming like the grim reaper. Yeah, and your your body is now just full of like eight people's souls. Oh, but yeah, but if you're mentally linked that means they what, become a part of you? I don't know if it's fully that or if it's just like you take their magical essence. Yeah. Like, so like I'm thinking more not more. I'm thinking like it's sort of Mega Man-esque. Almost, Where you you almost, kill yeah. the boss, you take his power. And I think it's uh, there's an element there of like the way that death works of how like if a person was particularly magnanimous, then everyone becomes a little more generous. Yeah, Ooh. it's that, but like amplified. So if you kill a particularly violent pilot, you just become more violent by it. Like it's it's that it's that global effect honed in on one person. So you take on the traits of the people that that you've you've struck down in combat. So there is a risk reward element to like having these mech duels, and I think that is that also adds into the danger of this. That it's like you oh, can yeah. turn if you defeat enough bad guys, you'll turn into a bad guy yourself. Yes, Ooh. It's, it's, I think it's a risky, and that's kind of why they have this reputation of like you can't be doing this. Oh snap! Okay, so we have a mech. Yes, and now. Do we have a pilot? Should we move on to Pilot Town? Yeah, let's move on to Pilot Town. All right. First thing we need to do uh, is roll me a 10-sided dice, and we'll see how well off and well connected our pilot is. Oh, like in life? Like their yes. li- how their life was? Oh, okay. Yes. Seven. Seven executive middle class. Okay, so they're doing pretty well. Yes. Uh, roll me another D10 for their family situation. Three. Something has happened to one or more parents. Go to A3. Roll me a D10 to find out what happened to my pa- uh, your parent or parents. Five. You never knew your parents. Stop it. Never knew your parents. Moving on. Determine your family standing. Roll me a D10. One. Family status is good even if parents are missing or dead. So they've inherited... So they've inherited this business they're an executive so they like are they are there's a business at their fingertips that they've inherited Stop it. that people like perfect <sighs> <laughs> they're bad tables you may have up to seven brothers or sisters yeah we or just, siblings we, let's give that you may one. have up to seven siblings roll me a d10 i'm not gonna ask for for genders or life details just roll me a d10 okay and ideally roll eight to ten <laughs> I got a four. Four. Okay, they have four siblings. They're they're a, a larger family. <laughs> Ideally, eight to ten. Well, eight to ten indicates that you are an only child, and therefore we just but like we're just gonna say they have four siblings. Okay, I do need you to roll me four more d10 though to determine how each of these siblings feels about you. Okay. Actually, just roll me one for Jenner for all Seven. four of them. They hero worship you. Ooh. Okay. Okay, that is very interesting. Um, the hero worship. Okay, so let's just say that whatever this pilot does, whatever mm-hmm. they they do, they're very good at it. Like mm-hmm. we haven't decided that yet, but what maybe it's everything they do 
they're just one of those all-rounders. We know that they own, we know that they own a business. They've inherited and they run this business. So what if also they are the, uh, the parental figure for the rest of the family? I love this a lot. Okay, cool. I like this. Roll me 1d6. Okay. One. <laughs> this is how many friends you have. <laughs> Okay, so they got, so they got, got one friend. You got you got a friend. You got you got a friend and me. You got it's it's one doll that you've had since childhood. It's actually Randy Newman. I was it's, about to say, and its name is Randy. <laughs> it's, it's 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 Hollywood songwriter Randy Newman is your friend. So we gonna go to the mech suit. We're gonna climb in the mech suit. You're gonna pilot the mech. You're gonna fire the buster cannon. Yeah. Let's go to dragons. Okay. It's me, your one friend, Randy. Alright, roll me a D10 for what, what Randy knew, how Randy Newman relates to you. Randy says a six. I was really hoping you were going to roll a six. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to roll a six, is the thing. <laughs> Do you want to maybe... Here, I'm going to ask you. Give me one guess for what you think six is. Are they in love? They used to be. It was an ex-lover. <laughs> and we got Elaine Bennis. Elaine, Elaine, Randy Newman used to love me. <laughs> I don't anymore. We spotted separate ways, and now we're good again. Yep, we didn't work as lovers, but we worked as friends. I, okay, <laughs> so I used to bang on Randy, but not anymore. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. While unlikely, it is possible you've already made a lifelong enemy from your early years. Roll me a d10. One. You didn't. You didn't make any enemies. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> um, Every, Everything's fine. <laughs> No, I should absolutely specify this is all the first 16 years of our life. Oh, oh, God. How many of these are there? So probably, so you didn't actually have sex with Randy Newman. I need <laughs> no. to emphasize that. No. I didn't know. All right. We didn't know that at the time, and I know I did yeah. not have sex with Randy Newman. I thought this um, is my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've had a few loves come and go, various crushes, dates, and the like, including Hollywood songwriter Randy Newman. <laughs> um, roll me 1D10. My only friend. So I think Randy Newman here is also 16. Yeah, no, I thought that was assumed. That okay, he's my I one friend. I've been saying Hollywood songwriter Randy oh, Newman. Oh, no, so I'm not saying <laughs> anybody's had sex with Randy Newman. No, I mean, my. I was thinking of like Sheriff Randy. Okay, if, like, gotcha. Like, yeah. a, like a, some teenage. There's another mech pilot named Randy who sounds yeah, like Randy Newman and plays yes. the piano. So dogs like this, and he wears a sheriff's star. Um, I rolled a four, by the way. You are uninvolved. With who? No one. Oh, oh you're I'm, on the oh, prowl. You nice. haven't met the right person yet, but that doesn't mean you can't keep looking. Ready to mingle. Roll me a d10. Okay. Three. You're waiting for the right one. I like that. I mean, I've had a lot of lovers come and go, and I think it's just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm stopping being on the prowl. I'm hitting the brakes. I'm going to let someone come to me when they, mm -hmm. when they, I'm going to focus on work. If the right person comes up, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance on it. All right. Now we fill out the physical per physical and personality traits. Okay. Roll me a D10 for um. I'm just, I'm not I'm skipping hair color, hairstyle, and eye color. Yeah, we don't need that shit. 
personality traits. Roll me a d10. Three. Arrogant, proud, and aloof. I like this. So, I mean, it's a, it's a mech pilot. It's a pilot. Yeah. It's, you know, it's every mech pilot or pilot cliche where it's like, I can hand, this is the most dangerous mission in town. I got it. You know? Yeah. Cool. Uh, the thing you value most is, roll me a d10. One. Money. So it's kind of a Tony, it's kind of a Tony Stark type. It's kind I, of a, yeah. I've built this, I've built, they, they invented the mech technology. Oh. And they are using it to, to fight something. I like this a and lot. And that's why they're hero worship is because they've, they built this, they built this technology, they built this company and they've protected their family because they never knew their parents. Love it. Uh, your most valued possession, roll me a d10. Three. A piece of clothing. Okay. I think it is, uh, an old coat from, we'll say one of, one of their parents left like a, like a cool. I got a cool coat. I think, I think it's not from the parents. I think it's from the first test pilot from the mech. Ooh. Died. Oh. And they keep their coat on their person. I love that. Awesome. It's their way of, it's their way of reminding themselves, like, roll me, give me some pronouns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. D6. She. It's her way of reminding herself of, like, this is not for, for show, like, for fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm doing this, this is my, this is my job, but this is also, like, a responsibility. Yeah. Arrogance aside, uh, there are real consequences to this mecha game. Person you value most in the world, give me a d10. Mm-hmm. Okay. One. A parent. Hmm. 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 Okay, never knew her parents, right? Mm-hmm. But values them- Okay, okay, then, but, okay, then we did say she inherited the company, so that means I think that she knows that because of some sacrifice that they made, she's allowed to live the life that she does. Yes. So she, like, honors them. Like, there's a level of respect for the people who gave her the life that she's able to live now, and as a result, pass that down to her siblings. Yes. Okay. That makes okay. sense. I think uh, she's going to be, what do you want to say, 19? 20. 20 is good. Okay. Just because that way we, she has four years of working, of working yes. for a living. So roll me, we're going to roll twice on the chart below. Uh, and she is a mech designer because she said she invented the mech technology. I love it. And that is not a dangerous profession. So roll me a d10. Four. You make a friend. Ooh, I like friends. Friends are good. You no longer have just one friend. You had one <laughs> friend for 16 years of your life. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Randy. Randy. Uh, roll me a d10. This friend is a... One. Superior in your work. So I have a... Okay. So the head mechanic in the garage, in like the mech, the person... Oh, no, the person mining the metal. Okay. So let let's let's set this up then. Because, so, she runs a business. Yes, Yes. that does what? Because I think that'll Uh, help us, like, what's the, what's the financial, you know what I mean? What is Stark Industries that then will help us figure out how they got to making mech technology? You know what I mean? She is building something involving this living metal. I think she's just refining this living metal. She runs the refinery. Okay, so that means her parents discovered living metal. Yes. And she learned it, she figured out how to turn it into basically 
uh, a suit of armor that you can yes. pilot. Or how to turn it into really anything, and she uses it for this because of reasons that we will get to. So, okay, so her parents discover living metal. Yes, metal that, like, you can bend with your will. And they start a company, I guess, or then some kind of industry that makes a lot of money. Yeah, they start, like, a refinery and, a like, a smithery. Like smith They're no smith longer with us, I guess. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. They're no longer with us, and now uh, she runs the business and then figures out that with this metal, you can make... If you can make anything, why can't I... Are mechs a thing in this world already, is my question. Or is this the first one? I think this is the first one. I think this is, I think this is the only, like, this is the first one. And I think, in sort of in the Iron Man tradition, any other ones are, like, stolen from her. That's what I'm thinking, because if yeah. this is the, because Tony Stark has the, he eventually has the best one, and there are copycats that can't copy it, but there are shoddy ones. Yeah. So is there a prototype before this, like, in, if we're going Iron Man tradition, because I love the Iron Man format that has been created and, like, stolen over fucking since it got invented, mm-hmm. that someone invents technology, right? Yep. It's It wows the world. So yep. when she's, we'll say when she's 16, maybe she's a child prodigy, invents some yeah, sort of suit. that makes sense. And then over the four years, people begin replicating it, and but they don't have access to the living metal. They don't know that that's the key component or if they do they or if they do they like they don't have access to the same kinds of like magitech things maybe they have access to like the richest supply and know how to treat it properly they have the craft and they know how to sync up they know how to properly sync up like your mind to it right Mm-hmm. yeah and like they also know yeah they have like all of the technology they need to like make it safe and make it functional and make it not dangerous to people. Ooh, I that is interesting, Jeff, because if there is a stigma of piloting these mechs because it's dangerous, I think it's because of the copycats. They're making shoddier, the rivals are making shoddier mechs. Yeah. They are dangerous to pilot because you can't sync up. As e- The syncing technology is really dangerous and crappy. I've got it. I've, I've got it. I've got it. I know why it's dangerous. Shoot it out. So these things absorb ghosts, absorb spirits from the life stream. Yes. What if it, what if it, um, almost like an inverted prism, like warps them? What? So like it changes. So like instead of coming out of the, the stream, instead of coming out of the ley lines as a ghost or as a reflection of a person's spirit, if done pr- improperly, it comes out as like a wraith. Or a poltergeist, oh. like it, and so like the the machine, the ghost that is powering your mech is no longer just the like echoes of a life once lived. It is like murderous rage, like it is warped and twisted murderous rage that now you are like bound to, and oh my your God. machine is bound to. That's, one that's fucking brilliant, and two that sets up the structure of the anime that yeah. we have crafted because if. This if this girl is a pilot of basically, and she's like the Grim Reaper, maybe that means she's her job then becomes like she's if she's collecting these souls, she's like collecting and like cleansing them. You know what I mean? Because if mm-hmm. these are if these are pulled out of the ley line improperly and turned into like wraiths of rage, if she's absorbing them, maybe she's like 
cleansing them and bringing them back to who they were yeah, and, and maybe great. returns it to the ley line. Like has, has, has a way where you don't have to exactly internalize them forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a temporary thing. Like how a car gives off carbon dioxide. Maybe after like the battle is over, the mech releases the absorbed ghosts in like a clean energy efficient way. And they return to the ley line safely after powering the mech for a short time. Yeah, no, that's great. Because that is sick, because that means that it's it's this pilot's job to cleanse the world of these horrible mech monstrosities that are draining the souls of the dead and turning, twisting people's lives into, like, dark wraiths of evil energy. And it's her job to suck them back up and clean out the bad and release them back to who they were in the ley line. It's all up to Crystal Grimm to do this, yes. Crystal Grimm? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you see how I just like dropped that in there? I just, oh, shit. I've been thinking about this for like two minutes. I landed on Crystal Graham and I was like, just wait. It's so Wait good. for the moment. It's so good. Crystal Hold. Graham. Hold. No! <laughs> Jeff. Okay. So that's why Crystal Graham can like, have it shapeshift. It's always also, it, she'll just have absorbed someone else. And so, well, this is, this adds another part of the like hard light weapons is that it's not always her that is like creating them. Yes. It's, it's a, it's like they collaborate with like, say she cuts down a mech. She absorbs the person that was absorbed by that one. You know what I mean? Like transitive properties it yeah. takes them in. And then they kind of like, like if she were to absorb me. It would make some kind of like sonic cannon or something like that. She absorbed like the spirit of Slip Willis, right? Yeah. It would form like big, like big, like Green Lantern style fists, and she would she would fight with these big elaborate fists because Slip was a fight was a fist fighter. Yeah. Oh. So it's like stuff like that. It reflects on the spirit that has most recent. It is it is her will, but as as ref, as impacted by the spirits of those that she has absorbed and freed from this wraith-like presence. Jeff, okay, that means this metal is fucking amazing. That means yes. this metal basically metal basically can reflect the souls of the dead and like bring them forward. It's like it's necrometal. It's necrometal. It somehow channels I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how nanotechnology could be like programmed. This sort of like metal can it it kind of resonates with ley line energy and can manifest it into physical form. Mhm. Mhm. Where it's oh, I'm thinking of it as like okay, if you were to imagine this metal in like the form of a gauntlet, right? Yep. Think of it like uh as if it has like veins or tubes on the inside and they fill up with the ley line energy. Imagine uh, a series of interconnected veins or ta- channels inside the metal that yeah. fill up with this energy, and that's what makes it change. That's yes. so sick. Yes. Oh my god. So okay. So Crystal Grimm has the two has Stark Industries basically, but mm-hmm. Crystal Grimm has Chris has Grimm Industries. I like that. Mm, Grimm Industries, yeah. And their their job is to well, they're just. They're making this metal? Yeah, they are. They're refining it, and they're finding different uses for it. You can build, like, a city out of this. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is I think, I think the, the industry, I think the industry, okay, I got this. I got, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Mm -hmm. Get ready. Are you ready? I'm fucking ready. Uh, You'll get, you'll get as ready as I need you to get as I tell you. (laughs) So, Crystal Grimm's parents, 
found this company, they find this metal, they discover its properties. They found this company to just basically research it and know what it can do. Crystal inherits this company and starts putting that research to work. She's like, I have, that's why she values her parents. And she's like, I never knew them. They were gone, like, like, I never really knew them, but I knew their work. I knew what they, they gave their lives for. I'm going to push it to the next level. She starts acting on this and building, like, housing structures and things. Are you ready for a twist? I'm ready for a twist. Because the ley lines are, are weak, and so we need this metal to sustain our lifestyle. What? You see where I did there? Yeah, sort of. She's I, in the John Pierre timeline. I was about to say, she's in the fuck <laughs> So, uh, so the ley lines are weakened, and so this metal is just how they are, like, that is how people on the outside of of geode are living is is through this metal that has been created by crystal grim and so she's building housing structures and things but they need security so she builds this suit of armor she builds the necromech yeah and uh she builds the necromech and starts like fighting monsters and like defending like her town basically yeah other people steal that technology and are like well why can't i be a famous monster hunter but when they conjure a ghost from the ley line it comes out as a fucking poltergeist and suddenly they are like an evangelion uh angel oh oh my god jeff and you know what this almost sounds like like this i think this sort of these people who steal the technology and don't know what they're doing, it makes me think of, like, the Mad Max post-apocalyptic, like, junkyard gangs yeah. that yeah. are just, like, grabbing technology they don't understand and trying to use it to the best mm-hmm. of their ability and just turn into, like, roaming groups of bandits. Yes. So there are, like, bandit, like, groups of... There are a lot of these things out there. Yes. Because there's a lot of... There's a lot of dead energy in the planet that people aren't using as magic. Yeah, and so it's conjuring into this metal. Oh, and so it's up to Crystal Grim to fucking rebuild, basically, like, civilization. Like, while John Pierre is, like, doing his thing, that secret mission... This is like people, people have no sanctuaries. Like the cities are a mess and it's up to Crystal Grimm to like help rebuild them and keep people safe. I don't know if it's up to her. I think it's up to her company to rebuild, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, going back to her superior work, I think there's a Lucius Fox type character, right? Yeah, because she has a friend who's uh, the, the mechanic. She has a friend. Yeah, she's like, it's your job to like. I have, she's like, I have my calling and it's to go out there and fight these things that have taken this technology and are, and to these people, to free these people that are hurting under the spell of these like haunted ghosts. Yeah. But it is up to you, my dear friend, to like, build, like use this technology as, as I intended it and like build people a better future. This is so sick. I want to talk a little about Crystal and the mech because it's so cool. Yep. Like, just, like, fun stuff, like, throwing around stuff it can do. So what is, like, I'll ask, what is you think, what do you think is her major weapon? Is it a scythe? Her name is Crystal Grimm. And she's piloting the Necromech. Yeah, so she's basically, like, it's, uh, like a Gundam wing. It's basically the, what is it, Dark Scythe or something? Well, what I'm, yeah, what I'm picturing is, um... Sorry if I butcher that for all the Gundam Wing fans. I forgot what it's called. You mean like Dan Enders, host of a Gundam Wing podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I probably know. Go. I'm yeah. like, motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, what I'm picturing is, I'm trying to visualize Death where, scythe. like... Sorry. Right. What I'm trying, I think it's almost like if a scythe was on the end of a Green Lantern thing. So it's like, it's like this flow, it's almost like, um, like a scythe sickle. Oh, God, with the two chains attached? 
like yeah. that are attached to the chains. And it's like, yeah, and it's like an energy band with a scythe thing on the end, and it like swings around that way. Ooh, okay, so it's like a mace, uh, like a chain flail with a scythe at the end. Yeah. Ooh, that's fucking sick. So, okay, so I'm thinking, uh, Kill Bill, the girl with the ball chain. You know, yes. talking about that, that yeah, weapon yeah. where she spins it around and throws it at people, except this is a scythe, but like an enormous one that can like, she can swing at long distances and like reap a cluster of mech. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think that's like, yeah, that's what I'm picturing. And so it's this huge thing. I think that changes uh like from episode to episode, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, yeah. What I think is that's like, no, that's the part that never changes is the big scythe is like, um... Like the finishing blow at the end of the anime. Oh, absolutely. It's like, time for my ultimate attack! And then the scythe <laughs> comes out and slashes. <laughs> Has like a really great catchphrase about like, if it's like a Gundam, they have to say something like, Here I go! Prepare to reap what you sow! And then the thing comes down. <laughs> <there. laughs> so my question is, uh, the Gundam itself, the mech itself, whoops. Um, is it like, have you ever seen the anime G Gundam? I have not, no. So in that version, it's not a pilot chair with... Because con- Gundam make- Wing makes no sense. Because they have, like, two hand controls, and they pilot, like, an entire robot. But in G Gundam, it's like you stand, and you if you throw a punch, it throws a punch. And if you throw a kick... And so you actually have yeah. to, like, fight. It's like being a skilled fighter piloting this thing. Yeah. So, um, or is it, like, it's all just a mental game where she's sitting in, like, her pod? What I think it's like is um, Outlaw Star. Oh! You know how you're floated, like, they're, they float in the tank? Oh, yeah. Like the tank uh, of fluids? No, the, the girl sits in the tank in the back and powers the Gundam and, the, and powers the ship. You float in, like, a fluid tank. Oh, of course. Yeah, you have to. It's Eva, Eva as well. You have your, the, the orange goo. Yeah, you're floating in it. You're floating in goo. Ooh, so it's literally, it's all mental. Yes. I like that. And that's the risk is like, not mm-hmm. everyone can do this. It's terrifying one. And also it's like, who wants to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it shit, the weapons shape shift. Ooh, I like this. So, and it's dependent on who she's absorbed, yep. you know, on the spirit that she's taken into. If it's like a, Oh my god, that's so good. And it can transform. And oh, we have to oh what's the what's the mech name? Necro the, the, ne- the Necromech. The Necromech. Oh shit. You have to name the weapon because I I can't I won't be able to sleep. Um the Lay Reaper. The hmm. It's called Sticks. <laughs> Sticks. Sticks. Or it's called the River Sticks. The River Sticks. Jeff. That's so good. Okay. This is real good. Do you want to roll me one last dice roll before we wrap it up? Hell yeah. Give me because because uh we still got two years two years of her of her pre-anime life to fill out. Okay. So roll me another D ten for what happened in those last two years. Four. Made another friend. <laughs> Roll me another D10. <laughs> uh, one. It's another superior at work. Okay. So what it is now is uh, she is not, This is and this is important, this is important for the anime. Okay. She is not alone in the mech piloting. There are three mech pilots. <gasps> Stop it. There are three mech pilots. Oh, Jeff, I, I know who they are. Well, I know one of them. Is, is one of them Randy? Randy. Randy Newman. And I figured that 
I didn't know if two of her siblings would ever get mech suits. She's got four siblings. She's I figured siblings. one is some kind of mechanic. One of them takes over the company, and another one becomes a pilot. Yeah. Oh, but there's four. I think the other two are, are unknown, at least in terms of the anime. One's a pilot. One runs the company in her stead, mm-hmm. and the other two are just somewhere lost. Yeah. They'll probably come up at some point. One of them's probably made an evil mech. Oh, someone has... They're obviously making an evil mech because they hero-worshipped her, and they just yep. don't agree with her methods. And so, yep. in secret, has taken the real technology and is making basically an evil war machine to Tony Stark's yep. Iron Man. Yep. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then the other one... Give me a D10 roll. Yeah. For the thing they value most. Two. Honor. I like that. And roll me one more D10 for their personality. Six. Picky, fussy, nervous. Okay, so they have become a uh, a, a noble. They've become a government official. Yeah, someone has to... Okay, so someone runs the company, but someone has to run this 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 civilization that they've created yeah. out of living metal. So they have a sibling that's a, a government official. They have a sibling running the company. They have a sibling fighting alongside of them. And they have a sibling somewhere making an evil robot. Mm-hmm. And then also Randy Newman is there. And also Randy Newman's in a mech. Yeah, I'm here to help you. He's so the goofy comic relief character of this anime. It's perfect. Absolutely. He would use a really big, like, Green Lantern, but like a big mace. Like a big, like a two by four, basically. I was picturing like a hammer, like a cartoon mallet. Yes, that is it. He calls it the big bopper. And it's ruined. (laughs) The anime is canceled. All of his subplots involve him, like... You're gonna kick out of this. This is this is this is for this is for Aaron and Aaron alone. All right. So um, the oh, way no. the anime is structured, episode wise, the episode breakdowns is like, oh no, <laughs> the river sticks is broken. I can't defeat this. I can't defeat this evil robot on my own. My sibling's been captured. I have to rescue them. Randy Newman's taking driving lessons. <laughs> It's so true. Randy Newman is the filler episodes. <laughs> All of the filler episodes star the character Randy Newman. Do you know what uh, the one Gundam pilot sibling's name is? No. Rifle. <laughs> yep. They're named Rifle. Uh, so it's Rifle, Randy, and Crystal, and they all have suits, but obviously the Necromech is way more powerful than the other oh, yeah. two. They're support characters, and they're, that's okay with they're okay yes, with that. Yes, and I think uh, just, a, just a little throw there, that the, the sibling mech, the one that pilots the, I don't know, we'll call it the Bolt mech. Yeah. Look like a league of their own. You know how Kit looks up to uh, whatever the catcher's name is? Yep, yep. It's like that kind of relationship, and eventually Kit becomes a better pilot. Mm. Eventually Rifle becomes like a superior mech pilot, mm-hmm. but it takes a really long time. And by then, Crystal is out of the game. So it's mm-hmm. like, it'll be, and that's when the spinoff, the second season happens, when it's truly about Rifle. Rifle yeah. has their own anime. Yeah. Holy shit, we wrote an anime. We wrote an anime. Wow. That's a, I think that's a wrap oh, on, God, I think that's yes. a wrap on Necromech, the anime. Crystal Grimm Necromech. Oh shit. Wow. Uh, thank you to. Yeah, we got a lot of thank yous to give for this episode. Um, thank you to Dan in RL, Dan Enders created a game called The Bite that is very good, played it on a show called Party of One that we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Richard Kreutz-Landry, Richard uh, R. Kreutz-Landry on Twitter. Thank you so much. Thank you to James Malloy. One of the hosts of Stop, Hack, and Roll, which is a podcast about hacking games. That's right. And uh, thank you to Trouble Puka, 
for giving us the gift of Mechton character creation, suggesting the game to us. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, if you have a character you want to submit or a game like obviously it's we love that we love having new tables and learning about new games and if you have a new table that you've made or know someone who's made them send them our way so we can make a tabletop character and the way you do that there's tons of ways to do it jeff take it away yes uh you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast or you can use the hashtag fantasy children you can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can also email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can post a prompt on our Discord, the pinned link to which is on our Twitter. Yes, if you like the show and you want more people to submit more prompts and just help us grow, consider giving us an iTunes review. Those are tremendous. We need them. And if you really enjoy the show, consider backing it on Patreon. Patreon backers get some neat rewards, and you help us cover hosting fees, pay for new equipment, pay for con trips, etc., and so forth. It is a tremendous show of support. Yes. A verbal hug for this week is, you know, never don't be afraid to never let go of the things that you love. Um, as I'm turning into some sort of adult age-wise, I'm noticing that I still like the things that I liked when I was like 12, like Final Fantasy and like anime and fantasy stuff. And I'm never getting rid of it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's deemed immature for some stupid reason, but don't let that affect you. Never give up on, never let go of the things that make you happy if they're not hurting yourself or anybody else. Keep on trucking with those nerdy interests. Yeah. Don't let anybody poop on your parade. Love what you love. I mean, you know, it's be be critical, be reflective, be and in, be informed, but like be passionate and be happy and be excited about things. Like that's you know, that's a great feeling. Yeah. And, and oh, go ahead. I'm just saying I think it's too easily too easily lost in the shuffle sometimes. Exactly. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode. And until next time. Good night, good night and good, good game. game. And now I'm probably going to have to write an intro to the fucking Necromech song, like some anime ass shit. Bow, now, now, yes. now, now. <laughs> it's going to be Randy Newman style. <laughs> Necromech and the Warriors 3 would take a trip to Geode and set them free. Do ba do ba do ba do ba.